Welcome to this edition of Head to Head. I'm your host, Cam McKinney, and this is episode number 217 of the podcast. And on this episode of the podcast, I am talking about whether the 2022 Boston Red Sox should be buyers or sellers at the trade deadline. Because the 2022 Boston Red Sox are having one of the strangest seasons in franchise history. They got off to a really bad start, going 23-27 and in April in May and then seemingly saving their season in June going 20 and 6 and ended that month 10 games above 500 and in second place in the division fast forward to today and once again this season the team has fallen on rough times the team is now currently in last place in their division with a 49 and 49 record and one of the biggest reasons for this is their record against divisional opponents they are 12 and 29 against the Yankees Rays Blue Jays and Orioles great teams beat up on the teams in their own division for instance the 2004 Red Sox were 48 and 28 against the AL East. The 2007 team was 42 and 30. In 2013, they were 44 and 32. And in 2018, the Red Sox were 52 and 24 versus the AL East. The 2022 Red Sox haven't even won a series versus a divisional foe. In their recent games versus the American League East have been brutal. In back-to-back games versus the Yankees, the Sox lost 13. 14 to 2 and 14 to 1 and against the Toronto Blue Jays they lost 28 to 5 and were two runs away from giving up the record for most runs in a game which is 30. That loss made everyone feel bad about where this team is headed. Overall the Red Sox have a minus 93 run differential against the American League East. This is not football where you only play your division opponent two times a year. The Red Sox play the Yankees, Blue Jays, Rays and Orioles 18 times each. Those type of losses are going to add up to you not making the postseason. It's really been the difference of this season. If the Red Sox were even 500 against the American League East, they would be well on their way to making the playoffs. But they have been so bad against the division that it's the biggest reason they're most likely not going to make the playoffs. This current Red Sox bad stretch couldn't be coming at a worst time as August 4th is the MLB trade deadline and the Red Sox have to ask themselves are we a playoff team looking to add or are we sellers looking to rebuild for next season the team is currently three and a half games back of the third wild card spot if the team is looking to buy the obvious spot for improvement is at first base this has been years of the team ignoring the position they are right now without both a good hitting or fielding first baseman. Bobby Dawback and Frenchie Cadero don't cut it. And look, I'm not looking for the team to add a superstar first baseman like Paul Goldschmidt. Just adding an average first baseman would definitely improve upon the Red Sox chances of making the playoffs. Just get a guy who is a threat to go long, like a CJ Crone or Luke Voigt type. I know Red Sox fans
fans love to talk about how Anthony Rizzo is on the Yankees and not on the Red Sox. And I do think that that is a difference. And Anthony Rizzo is no longer special. He's no longer that all-star he was with the Chicago Cubs. But the guy has over 20 homers already this season and is a threat at the plate. That is at the bare minimum what you need from an everyday first baseman in Major League Baseball. And look, I grew up watching a guy like Kevin Euclid, who was extraordinary at the position. To see where we are right now with first base is disheartening for me to even watch. In fact, I was upset when they even had an average first baseman in Mitch Moreland. I do kind of think that your first baseman should be a Paul Goldschmidt type, but I will accept an average first baseman. So if the Red Sox really do deem themselves as actual buyers at the deadline, they need to improve the first base spot. No playoff team is going to have Frenchy Cadero and Bobby Dawback be their everyday first baseman. And if you can't get a first baseman that can hit, at least get a guy who can play some average defense. The other night, Frenchy Cadero has free errors. Bobby Dawback can barely field the position. If you can't get a hitting first baseman, get me like an old-fashioned Doug Mankiewicz type who can play some stellar defense. You need to go one or two ways. Get me a guy that can hit home runs or get me a guy that can play some solid defense. Either way, that position needs a major upgrade. The other big need for this team is a starting pitcher. We are going through a rough time when it comes to who the Red Sox are throwing out there. And this is a spot where I actually do feel bad for the team. They were relying on Chris Sale, even though I don't think they should have been from the very beginning. They've thrown out these guys like Michael Waka, who's injury prone. People are talking about James Paxton, who I don't think is going to pitch at all this season. And then they call up this prospect in Brian Bayo, and he hasn't lived up to the hype yet. Like, this team needs a guy who can go out there every five days and throw at least four to five innings a game because they don't have that guy right now. Not named Nathan Avaldi. Like, they don't have a known commodity at the starting pitcher. I feel the exact same way I do about first base. I don't need the team to acquire an ace pitcher. I just need them to acquire someone who is a known commodity. I know Rich Hill is going to come back at some point. I think you need more than that. I think you need to get a guy who you can rely to pitch a little deeper into ball games because your bullpen isn't very good right now, but I do think starting pitcher is a big need for this team. They are throwing out guys who most people have never heard of. This is not a big league rotation, even by today's standards, which I'll admit are really low. Losing Chris Sale is devastating, but if you're going to make the playoffs, you need to do something to recover from that. I'm not saying you need to get a pitcher as good as Chris Sale, but you need to do something. You cannot just stay with the rotation you have right now, or again, you're going to miss the playoffs. Now let's talk about the team being sellers. There's not a ton of talent on this team that others want. The most obvious guy that everyone is talking about is shortstop Xander Bogarts. Now the team is saying that they're not going to trade him. Xander Bogarts has come out and said the team told him they are not going to trade him. And look, I feel really good about that. I think a team should have a guy like that in Xander Bogarts who has been there. I mean, this guy is a two-time World Series champion. He was a role player on the 2013 team and he was a major factor on the 2018 team. If the team wants to keep Xander Bogarts long-term, I am really happy 
they are not trading him. But let me be very clear. If this is just going to end with Xander Bogart signing somewhere else, I am going to be really upset at the Boston Red Sox. I think you should only keep Xander Bogarts if you want to sign him to a long-term deal. That's reasonable enough that you think he is going to sign on the dotted line. If you believe that you're going to give him a small offer that he's going to take and he walks out that door, I'm going to be very upset being a Boston Red Sox fan because you cannot lose Xander Bogarts for nothing. I do think there's actual value out there. There are contending teams that are a Xander Bogarts away from being World Series contenders. One of my fears here is you're going to keep Xander Bogarts and then you're going to lose him in the offseason. He's going to sign for like $170 million and then you're going to hear, well, the Red Sox only offered $100 million. Well, if the Red Sox knew all along they were going to offer him something that he wasn't going to take, that's ridiculous for them to not move him because they should know they have no real chance of keeping Xander Bogarts. But I'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt. If they are going to sign Xander Bogarts to a long-term deal, it makes sense to keep him on this team. If they are not, I want him traded by Tuesday. And now it doesn't seem like that's going to happen. But I don't see them signing Xander Bogarts to like an eight-year, $180 million deal that he wants. But there are teams out there that are definitely going to come close to those kind of numbers. And Xander Bogarts has played this brilliantly. He is making the Boston Red Sox look like the bad guys. Saying he wants to be there. And I don't think that Xander Bogarts is going to take some kind of hometown discount to be a member of the Boston Red Sox. Especially now where the future of this team is uncertain. Like we do not know if this team is going to be very good next year and the years beyond that. There's a part of me that thinks the only reason the Red Sox are not trading Xander Bogarts is because they don't want the bad publicity that comes with trading one of the faces of your team. And I think that is a horrible reason not to trade Xander Bogarts. I think more fans will be upset if you lose him in the offseason for nothing than if you traded him at the deadline right now. The other offensive player that most major league teams would want that's currently on the Red Sox is J.D. Martinez, who after being traded to the Arizona Diamondbacks at that year's trade deadline, went on one of the hottest streaks of his career. J.D. is currently 34 years old. I don't see the Red Sox keeping him at a price he would want. It's been a good five-year run with Martinez on the Red Sox, but right now feels like the perfect time to end it and trade him for some prospects. This is the kind of guy that is the perfect guy to trade if you are selling. This isn't the guy that you're going to keep long-term. The fans don't have some strong feelings towards him. They like J.D. Martinez. He's had a good run with the Red Sox, but people are not going to be furious if you trade J.D. Martinez at the trade deadline. I believe there are teams out there that would give you something significant for a bat like J.D. Martinez. I mean, this is a guy who was just in the All-Star game. You can't tell me there's not value there. My read on the Red Sox is they seem scared to be sellers because of the perception that comes with that. But it's about making the right moves. This is a team that once traded away Josh Beckett, a postseason hero for the 2007 Red Sox. Adrian Gonzalez, a guy the team obsessed with about getting for years, and Carl Crawford, all in one trade. They admitted they were wrong, and not even two years later, in 2013, the 
team won a World Series. That was the right move. I feel like the word rebuild has become of a bit of a dirty word. But if you rebuild properly, it doesn't have to be that long of a rebuild. Yes, right now the future of the Red Sox look very bleak. But if they were able to make the right kind of trades at the trade deadline, even if they are sellers, they could become contenders again in a year or two if they make the right moves. It's not about how you feel about a trade in the moment. It's about how you feel about that trade five years down the line. The Red Sox are on edge because of all the talk about them as how they are cheap and don't want to give long-term deals to players who we think deserve them. Xander Bogarts has publicly stated he wants to be on this team. Rafael Devers is one of the best players in all of baseball right now, but the majority of Red Sox fans believe that he is out the door in a year or two. I mean, that's insane. That is not the type of Red Sox team I grew up watching. We used to have really great players and think they were going to spend their entire careers with the team. I mean, it's not that long ago that Dustin Pedroia wins Rookie of the Year and MVP and then signs a long-term deal to stay with the team. That's what the Red Sox should be. They have just lost Mookie Betts, who is one of the best outfielders in all of baseball, and now they might be on the verge of losing one of the best shortstops and one of the best third basemen. That is unacceptable, and it's why most people don't feel good about where this team is headed. And yes, the team is still paying players. They just signed Trevor Story to a six-year, $140 million contract. That is a big contract, so to speak, but that is not where baseball is headed. These contracts are getting bigger and bigger. I talked about last week Juan Soto saying no to $440 million. Rafael Devers is definitively going to be offered at least $300 million if and when he is a free agent. And if you asked 100 Red Sox fans if they believe the Red Sox are going to sign him to that number, 99 of them would say no. And as someone who follows baseball, I understand their hesitancy to give these guys long-term contracts. Like, if they give Xander Bogarts an 8-year deal, is he going to be good in years 6, 7, and 8 of that contract? Possibly not. Not. But if you signed him now, I think he's a good enough player to be a part of a core roster that could become a World Series title contending team again. And everyone seems to want to talk about how the Red Sox are afraid of giving long-term contracts. I also feel like money is at play here. Like, they don't want to go above a certain threshold, and I don't know what that is. It was reported during the All-Star break that Devers was offered the Matt Olson contract of $160 million that's not going to get the job done. Like, is this team not even willing to give someone over $200 million? Like, what number are the Red Sox afraid of? And why are they afraid of that number? They are a big market team. They are one of the biggest market teams. Right now, they have one of the biggest payrolls in all of baseball. They need to be paying top-tier talent top-tier dollars moving forward, or we are in the dark times when it comes to the Boston Red Sox. It's why I feel lost as a fan of the Red Sox right now. Like, I don't know what the direction of the team is. It's why I don't know if I want them to be buyers or sellers. If they're buyers and they acquire talent, I don't know that they want to keep that talent long-term. Like, are they just going out there to rent a player so they can make the playoffs? That doesn't do 
anything for me getting excited about their future. And then if they're sellers to get these prospects, I don't care if you develop a prospect and they become a really good player. If you don't sign that player to a long-term deal during their prime years, I say this all the time. It is very important to have a guy on your baseball team in his years 27 to 32. And if you don't have a player on your team during those years, then what's the point of having that player at all? Right now, Mookie Betts is experiencing those years as a member of the Dodgers. Andrew Benintendi is now a member of the New York Yankees. He's still in the prime of his career. And then you have Raphael Devers, who is just 25 years old. If you lose Raphael Devers before he turns 27 years old, I think that's a crime that's unforgivable. As good as Devers is right now, the best is yet to come, and the best will basically transpire during years 27 to 32. So if he is not a member of the Red Sox between those years, again, that's unforgivable. You need to be able to not only acquire young prospects, you need to be able to keep them long-term during the prime years of their baseball careers. And right now, I don't know if the Red Sox have any interest in doing that unless they can do it by their numbers. They cannot do it by their numbers. They need to give Raphael Devers what Raphael Devers deserves. Then during all of this, you have Red Sox owner John Henry, who rarely speaks, say some ludicrous things about how contract negotiations are a two-way street and how he has to put a lot of money into analytics. Fans think he's disinterested in the team, and if they make no moves during the deadline, those feelings will surely grow. For me, the absolute worst thing the Red Sox can do at the trade deadline is stay put as is and don't buy or sell. That's weak. You either try to fix your flaws and make the playoffs or break the team up. Either one you choose will alter the future of the team. I mean, it really does feel like that 20-6 and record in June was two seasons ago. So much has happened to this Red Sox team. And I know a lot of people love to pin this on injuries. And I get it. That's a viable excuse. They're without Chris Sale. They were without Nathan Avaldi for a time. They've been without Garrett Whitlock for a time. That is a viable excuse. But you can still make up for the injuries if you go out of the trade deadline and you add. Again, it wouldn't take a whole lot to make this team a postseason team. Add a starting pitcher. Add a viable first baseman. And I believe this Red Sox team could be at least the third wildcard team. That's not asking a whole lot. I don't think you could put this all on injuries though. They have been so bad against the American League East that the only way they're going to make the postseason is if they are better against their divisional rivals. I mean, there's a real chance they finish below the Baltimore Orioles who are going to sell. I mean, the Orioles are shopping around Trey Mancini, one of their better bats. So that's where we are right now. The Orioles, who are above the Red Sox, are sellers. So that would make you believe maybe the Red Sox should be sellers because who cares if the Red Sox make the postseason and lose in the first wildcard game? I don't care. I think if you could make a move that would make you a legitimate team that could win a wildcard round and make it to the division series, I would make that move. If not, I would be sellers. The last thing I'll say, and I'll repeat this, if you lose Xander Bogarts in the offseason after not trading him during the trade deadline, that will have many people, including myself, 
rethinking why you didn't trade him at the trade deadline. You should only keep Xander Bogarts if you have the intention to give him a long-term contract that you think he will sign. If not, do the right thing and move on from Xander Bogarts. Now they put themselves in a place where they can't move on from him because they promised that he's going to be here. I hope they have a legitimate plan to bring back Xander Bogarts. If not, they're in for a brutal offseason. Thanks for listening to this edition of Head to Head. I'm Cam McKinney, and there'll be a new episode of the podcast every Monday on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So please rate, review, and subscribe. Subscribe.